0: Welcome to another edition of the O Show Podcast. It's episode 502, ladies and gentlemen, presented by Mayweather Boxing and Fitness in Scottsdale, Arizona. Mayweather Boxing and Fitness is an inclusive high-intensity fitness experience developed by the man himself. You see him on your screens right now, ladies and gents. Floyd Money Mayweather himself, formulated with the perfect combination of boxing, strength, and cardio conditioning intervals designed to make you look good, feel good, and leave you with more than just a great sweat. Head on down to Mayweather Boxing and Fitness in Scottsdale. We're also presented by BetOnline.ag. You can sign up for that 50% bonus by using the promo code right there on your screen, capital B-L-E-A-V-50. Again, that's capital B-L-E-A-V-50. 50 from betonline.ag Tom Brady announcing that he's coming back for season number 23 with the Tampa Bay Bucks should be interesting. You got to make your picks this fall and we're also presented by Eat Clean Phoenix Arizona's number one meal delivery service eatcleanphoenix.com call the number on your screen right there 602 573 Again, that is 602-573-7643. We also want to give a quick shout-out to State 48 if you're looking for the latest and hottest apparel out in Arizona. State 48 is proudly sponsored by the Osho Podcast. Head to state48.com. And we got a very special treat uh, via satellite in Los Angeles, California today. He's an entrepreneur, he's a CEO, he's a founder, he's the founder of Blue Wire Podcasts. It is Mr. Kevin Jones, and I'm so glad we finally get to do this, man.
1: Yeah, hell of an intro there for pre-roll ads. Love what your sales team is doing, and uh, yeah, excited to chat.
0: I am I am so pumped to chat with you because you have been through so much in your career, not only in sports but going through TV, radio. I've got a ton of pictures lined up in our video system of you back in like 2012, man. Just going through your Instagram profile, where you've been able to go now, or from then to where you've been able to go now, just at least in the last few years. There, there you are, obviously working with the San Francisco 49ers back in the day. Center back then. That that picture right there, the one that's on your screen right now, that one looks very very old. I think that's like 2013.
1: Wow. I have my own funeral right now, man. What, what the hell When was the happened? last time
0: you saw any of these picks?
1: It's been a while since I scrolled that far, but this is a fun trip down memory lane. I was so awful on television. I we'll to pull some of those videos. Kristen Bursett was a great friend. She tried to make me comfortable, but oh man, working for the Cleveland Browns. That's Matt Wilhelm, former Ohio state linebacker. I was a fill-in talent there, but full-time employee with the Browns. Hell of an experience, man. Happy to get into all of this. Yeah, Yeah, to go from now, now now I have my own studio. I got Matthew and Kelly stopping by. fresh off a Super Bowl win. So it's it's fun how things can change
0: quickly, man. Man, I mean, that's so awesome and so inspiring to see you go from that. Because, well, you spent... Ten years, obviously, working in TV and radio, having probably some positive experiences, some negative experiences, leading to you wanting to be your own boss, wanting to call your own shots. But what was it for you? What kind of sparked your interest as kind of a young lad in Northern California when it came to the sports industry?
1: I worked in radio, and it was way worse than I anticipated. I wanted it to be a dream job, and it wasn't. the opportunities weren't there these shows were four or five hours long sometimes and i just saw an opportunity with bill simmons dave portnoy some of these new companies being founded there was also bleach report Overtime. could i make an audio brand you know i think we have a long way to go but early metrics are there that this can be a big business for a long time i never took a business class i was solving my own problem and uh I had a 49ers podcast, 5,000 listens per episode. I couldn't monetize the thing. I didn't know how to get help for it. I saw a ton of other content this way, and really Blue Wire has become Reddit for sports media. We have a collection of 20, 225 different shows. We're not Dan Lepetard. We're not Cowherd. We're not Bill Simmons. Instead, we're a collection of tapas, small uh, shows that are popular, man. So... It's great. Happy to get into how we started the whole thing, but my experience in radio and then just seeing startups succeed in sports, kind of the Venn diagram there was how I formed Blue
0: Wire. I mean, you mentioned 220 plus shows. It was about like 170 I heard when you guys actually launched the new studio with Winbet Casinos in Vegas. Like that just shows like it's continuing to grow and grow and grow. Like so, so many influencers that everybody listens to that wants to succeed whether it be like a David Meltzer Chris Van Vliet is phenomenal one of my favorite on air talents you know, working with you guys I mean the list goes on and on Yellowstone of all people the cast from Yellowstone getting to do podcasts in that place I mean this just probably must be a dream come true for you to work with people that you know this was your goal like you probably thought in the back of your head I'm going to get there one day but when it actually comes you're just like holy crap like I can't believe we actually did it.
1: Yeah. and I don't even feel like we've made it or anything yet. Yeah. Honestly, man. So, it, but it, for sure, it, it's been cool to found something where so many creative people have been able to, uh, you know, get more money from us, get more opportunities, interview different people, get their podcast audience has grown. I saw a middle-class opportunity in podcasting. You have Joe Rogan, you have the Obamas, you have Tom Brady who, Kardashians who are podcasting, you have the beginners, and you have companies like Anchor who help get them started, and I saw Blue Wire maybe a solution for the people in the middle who, they are started, they have a little bit of an audience, but how do we really power them and get them to the next level, and yes, the people who listen to these smaller shows are actually really hyper-engaged, and advertising on these shows is actually pretty valuable as audiences continue to shift, so hey, man, it's been a wild ride, don't don't want to pretend like there haven't been low moments but you oh, have a staff of 30 people now I consider myself the head coach trying to draw up the right play calls to get the teammates to really succeed
0: you have to develop a core unit that is buying into what you're doing and has the same exact passion like they have their souls are set on fire to do this and work as a collective unit And as an owner, like how difficult was it? Not to get into the the specifics of it, but how difficult was it finding those right people? I know Joe and Claudia are doing the Bet to Win show in Vegas. Like how how difficult or easy was it finding those right pieces?
1: Yeah, I think it's always challenging. You have your internal team, we have sales and marketing and content people internally. Hired some great ones, Chandrash, Maggie. Scott, Peter, Graham, Crystal, Angela, Luke. I could go on and on. People are going to be like, you didn't check me out. Britt, Alexandra. Um, and then, yeah, our podcasters, man. We've really attracted an entrepreneurial type of person, both for our internal team and our podcasters. We only own 10% of our shows. We own Spinsters, where we work with Haley O'Shaughnessy. We own Stay Hot, an American Prodigy. But a lot of the shows, Chris Long show, Richard Jefferson, those people own those shows they're very bought into those audiences and we believe in that model the future is the future really everyone owning their own business working with a partner like a blue wire so i'd say yeah finding the right people is super hard we often throw people in the water can they swim joe and claudia you know we gave them a little bit of help but they really built their own show and those are the types of people we're looking for um we can't listen to every show when you're this size. I really compare us to Reddit, man. They have moderators. They have people who are so passionate about fueling the audience. And I think for us it's is a similar model to reddit.
0: man, that, that's that's an interesting way to put it, definitely a fresh perspective. because you talk about, you know the port noise with barstool. And Bill Simmons, obviously one of the greatest, if not the greatest sports writer in the last 20, 25 years, and what he's been able to do with The Ringer and being able to adapt and what he's been able to do going from journalism to doing on-air stuff and doing podcasting, what he's done with The Bill Simmons Show. Like, you you have to have that specific niche. Like, you knew going in, like, you're not going to be Joe Rogan, you're not going to be Howard Stern, you're not going to be Boris Stool. Like, did you have, is it? constantly evolving what you want blue wire to be or do you have that set vision of what it is and what you're trying to accomplish
1: both it's constantly evolving for sure as we grow but the north star has always been the creators first here that's what we felt was missing yes i want blue Wire's social channels to grow but it's more important for haley o'shaughnessy's channels to grow and chris long richard jefferson duncan robinson the people we work with we're focusing our time and energy how are their channels growing our sales operation is predicated on existing shows that we think are already good in market. So we think these shows, more and more people are actually, haven't discovered them yet and podcasting isn't fully out there yet. So yes, we continue to add shows, Sports Gambling Podcast Network. They have 18 different podcasts on our platform. So we actually look for smaller networks now too. We're plugging into BlueWire. At the end of the day, man, it is a melting pot that I've created. we have a couple different buckets where we can work with the David Meltzer we have Dungeons and Dragons and chess podcasts now for the nerd culture just see blue wire expanding. <laughs> um, and I want to be the home for creators, I, I think you know we can create deals where they're win win opportunities for both blue wire and the creator.
0: No, when people reach out to you, because people are probably flooding your DMs, flooding your email, you know, reaching out to you about collaborating or just like putting their show on whether it be your network or, you know, on the site. Like, what do you look for when it comes to certain things? Because again, you want to be um, represented by the right people. Like, what specifically do you look for when people are reaching out to you left and right? I look
1: for people who are already started, even if their channel is smaller people who have the idea, then I want to see that. So Max Crosby had the idea of a show, then he does tweet every day. He does Instagram story every day. He's talking to his fan base every day. If you're starting from scratch and want to do a podcast, you've got to at least be very active on social for it. For us at Blue Wire, we're really trying to, like I said, that middle-class to people who it's a whole, it's not just a podcast. It's social TikTok, it's merch, it's events. So we want people to be thinking that kind of big mindset. What is your whole business around your podcast? Those are the people that get us really excited. If you DM us and you're new, like we have paid internships. We have 30-year-olds applying to paid internships and we're, you know, considering taking them for sure. An internship for, you know, entry-level job for us editing podcasts. It is a way in the door. It is a way to learn. So if you feel like you don't have the experience, but want to dip your toe. My DMs have been open for years. We built the company this way, talking to people on Twitter. So please feel free. If I don't reach back out, yell at me on another platform. I have Henry on my team helping me manage the DMs, but you'll be surprised, man. Some days it gets lonely. Some people think we're too successful. Maybe I shouldn't reach out, but please, we, we want to talk. Are you guys still doing the hustle program? We, we ended up scaling that back a little bit there wasn't as much interest as we thought, Um, you know, I know, believe there's been some really good platforms here, helping people go. And for us, once we did the win partnership and I'm so happy that we did, you know, you only have so much time and attention for some of your key internal people to set up all these systems and you get stretched too thin. I think we had some upset people for sure. We, 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 got up to close to 100 podcasts in the platform. It was interesting. I think paid podcasting is it's struggling. It's struggling for Apple. It's struggling for different people who tried rolling it out. It worked for the early people, the Libsyns, um, the audio booms. And I think paid is, is it's tough now. I think there's so much else available. So that was our paid product to just help people get started. We charge folks $15 a month. We wanted to kind of continue to diversify our revenue streams but ultimately we think we have this internship program and we're just trying to help people hey let's stay in touch if your audience gets to a thousand downloads an episode let's start talking
0: oh yeah in in your own experience you know the the mistakes you've probably made along the way when it comes to not only like finding your niche carving out what exactly you wanted to do because it took you a while to figure out Blue Wire, because what was it, 2018, when you signed up and officially went, you know, go with Blue Wire?
1: Yeah, uh, August of 2018. That's when I started everything. So your question is.
0: Well, I was kind of like in the middle of just like thinking out loud, but yeah. what I was, I what I was going to ask, you know. Taking away from your experience, whether it be in TV and radio, what you're doing now with Blue Wire, what were some of those early on mistakes you made when it came to figuring out how to monetize things, how to find your specific voice, your specific role that would best um, help develop and best benefit a team of people that are all trying to succeed?
1: I try to be authentic. That's how I did it. But some of the mistakes we made early on, Geez, I sent everyone's social security number and bank information to forty different podcasters who had just signed up, and that was a bad moment. So I, I can be disorganized at times—a weakness for me. And so knowing when to slow down and you know getting other people around me—I'm I'm such a grower of the business. I want to be moving, charging all the time. Like let's slow down sometimes. That that was that's a key learning. Growing the brand and voice, I've always had a taste for design. I've never been a drawer myself, but you know, I think we rolled out a decent logo. We started getting our logo on artwork. People are like, what is this? And so there was a word of mouth effect at the beginning, but our contracts in the early days were not good. Some of the heart, I put 17,000 of my own money in this at the beginning. We had no advertising revenue for the first six months. I paid the first initial people a little bit of money per month, knowing that I had that, and it was kind of a bet that I could get to ad revenue within six to twelve months. And luckily, fingers crossed, paid off. Harry's Razors was the first brand to take a chance on us. I think Ad Results was the agency. But you know, you never forget some of those early t- times. So yeah, 2018, crazy. We're going to do 10 million in revenue this year. Our projections back then were like 750,000 year three. So you, wow. you're, I always keep repeating this. People are way more capable than they realize, you know, venture capital. I had access to it in San Francisco and I don't think we're going to continue to raise venture capital. We're we're moving to profitability, but you can kind of make some things happen with, with some funding.
0: Wow. Did, what were some of your uh, jobs that you're doing? Cause obviously I, I've worked in TV and radio. There's, Not a lot of money in it. It's more of a passion thing. At least start now. What else were you doing to kind of build your revenue in that sense?
1: Oh, geez. You know, on the side. So my dad passed away. I had, luckily, he left me some money. That was the only reason I was getting by. I never made more than $50,000. I worked TV in D.C., radio in San Francisco. I worked for the Cleveland Browns and... Yeah, you kind of do it for the passion. I describe it as mountain climbing or, you know, when you're a sports journalist, or you're really, you don't really care about what the pay is at the end of the day. You're, you work 12, 15 hours. Your joy is being on the scene, talking to folks. There's breaking news. You're there. Uh, you're on the radio. You know, people are recognizing you. My buddy flew into San Francisco. I hadn't talked to him in years. He was in an Uber. He was like, holy shit, I turned on the radio in San Francisco. I heard... Kevin Jones's voice. Are you serious? So, you know, when you're in media, you live for those little moments. Um, and yeah, I think ultimately when I turned 28. I'm like, man, I'm pretty undervalued now making $50,000 at this radio station. I've redone their website. We're getting a ton of traffic. I see sales being generated. I'm not getting to participate in any of the profits. I became aware of companies like Salesforce, all these huge startups that had great cultures and just people hated working at the radio stations that I worked at or the TV stations. People were actually jealous of me coming in with Twitter followers and just no one was ever welcoming. I was the new digital. Oh, they Kevin was hired because we're not good enough. That's always how I felt uh, at KMBR, WSA 9 in DC. So... If you're out there working those jobs, more power to you. There's a way out of making your own podcast and YouTube, and even going to work at a Facebook. That's what I did. I left radio, worked at Facebook, started Blue Wire on the side. So that was kind of how I kept the revenue going for myself, man. You know, the last of my 17k that I had in my savings went into Blue Wire three
0: and a half years ago. So. I'm a gambler, man, I'm a risk taker. That's the only way to live life. You bet to win, no pun intended. But that is unbelievable because you look at where you've went from just three years, 2018 to 2021, the big deal with WinBet bet casinos, building that studio, what was it, 17 square feet? That play, I mean, it's unbelievable.
1: Yeah, don't call me on any square footage at all. <laughs> <laughs> I Something like that. My, no, no. My, my image or my design that I laid out in my head really came and evolved. Shout out to Scott on my team, Casey Reed, uh, who used to work with us and help with the design. Um, it, it's so amazing. The first time you see it, you definitely, you know, I teared up and so thankful and fortunate. I, I rock my Wind Resorts hat all the time. It's been such an amazing partnership to you know the the acts in their building are marshmallow. They are the chain smokers. It's Delilah, a famous restaurant in L.A. Yeah, for them to knight us and put them in the lobby of the of the hotel, it was crazy. To, when Craig Billings told me some of the other people they were talking with, just how big a names they were considering, they ended up choosing Blue Wire. I think they they want to invest in startups. Craig's super smart. Bobby on their team. Uh, it's been fun. I, I drop people's names all the time in these interviews because, you know, it, it's not just me. I get credit for that studio. The win had a great vision for it. Were there? Oh, shout out to Jordan Harris and Cole Henderson on the ground every day. Brittany Antoine. You know, it, it's I'm kind of like Willy Wonka. I'm not yeah. seen. You know what I mean? Like I've started this chocolate factory, but i I'm behind the scenes and I have so many people really building it.
0: It's funny. It's like Scott Reinen, who's been working with you for the past few years too. Like I grew, I grew up in Jersey, Yankee seasons and tickets. Lived in the Bronx. I'm like I followed Bronx pinstripes forever. And then I saw him joining Blue Wire. I'm like, oh, he's out there right now in Vegas. He's having dinner with the guys, just like looking at Instagram stories. I'm like, that's pretty cool to see where they've been able to go the past few years, just looking on from a distance on social media. Because it's so easy. Like if you're able to build that content creation and that platform, it's easy for. Thousands upon millions to see it. And your guys' numbers are spiking almost monthly.
1: Scott and Bronx Pinstripes is the epitome of Blue Wire, really why I founded the company. Scott built that from zero. Every Yankees fan has really heard of that podcast, whether they listen to every single episode. They are in Yankees Twitter, him and Andrew. They're both full-timers at Blue Wire. I was so bought into. They took this from zero to 100,000 followers on Twitter, got a blue check. They're doing video. They're doing events the fans are coming to tailgates they're going to spring training that's the future to me is bronx pinstripes is light years it's green light it's spinsters it's these communities coming to life these people you know people waking up wednesday and putting in their airpods and getting super excited about this content and scott's been able to use his philosophies grow a lot of our shows um yeah we've again credit to our team this is such a cool picture for me hey i'm tall i'm standing next to some hall, a hall of famer and a number two overall pick some people think i'm short, but
0: <laughs> it's funny next to chris long you, you guys don't look like he has like 40 pounds of muscle on you when it comes to the buys and tries like it, it looks pretty similar
1: uh, no man i'm if you listen to other interviews i i gotta be weightlifting i'm going to orange theory i i don't know i i, I can't build muscle man
0: but uh it's it's crazy, man. Yeah, I'm, that's cool you know Scott. Yeah, I mean, it's like you're not only building shows, you're building communities. Like there was one game, I think it was the ALDS 2019, where there was like the Bronx pinstripe section in the second deck in right field. DD Gregorius hit a three-run home run. And it was just nothing but a sea of white because they brought a bunch of white shirts. And you saw that on national television as Joe Buck's making the call. I'm like, that is unbelievable. Considering that there's like... A billion Yankee podcasts out there. There's at least ten successful ones off the top of my head. When you look at Barstool and what John Boy Media is doing, and the fact that Scott was able to grow that with obviously some help from other uh, people that did the show with them, but you're not only building the show, you're building a community, and like that's got to be interesting for you guys because you have the Las Vegas studio, but at the same time you're in LA. There's shows from all across the country. You know, like what what's kind of the future in a sense in a broad basic term for you guys kevin and what you guys want to do um when it comes to that and building that core community with people that you see in person as opposed to people that you you just basically like zoom with because there's so many different shows that you guys are partnering with all over the place
1: no i love how you're tying it back to the in-person thing because you know we do want to do events that's that's a key thing for us where 10 million monthly downloads, you forget that these are real people. Um, And then you go to an event like Scott throws with Bronx pinstripes and just realize, wow, like they're, you know, we're reaching a whole group of sports fans who elect just to kind of listen to different content, this alternative rock, if you will, this Reddit conversation of sports, we have it on lock. So the next chapter for us, Jack is TikTok. It's YouTube building out this creator toolkit where I think the talents moving platforms It used to be on Twitter. I think you still need a big Twitter, uh, for our genre and sports, but you know, we we own and operate some TikTok channels. Now we're looking for creators more often there. And I think you'll see us for our sales, for kind of our content, more video first trying to look for some distribution partnerships now that we have some big personalities we're trying to plug this more places, how is blue wire everywhere that's kind of next for us, yeah, then we'd love to replicate this wind model too. finding other partners in other cities outside of Las Vegas, who has space hey we can't get people in our office, you know we, we love an attraction. Hey, this model is working for us. We have Coors Light sponsoring the NFL draft. They're going to be rolling through Vegas in April. I, th- I think brands want to tap into in-person. I think we can do some cool things. So that's really the future, man. And hopefully our fans are a part of the big journey, it, all the listeners, not really fans. We're, we are fans. The, the podcasters right. ourselves are fans of the teams they talk about. That's what's cool. It is like we're hanging out. Our content, that, that's the vibe we're hoping to go for.
0: I mean, the vibe and just the aesthetic of everything going on, too. Like, you talk about the sales side. You're bringing in big names with the big platforms that, you know, the average person will recognize, whether it be on social media or YouTube or watching a clip being like, oh, my God, like, they're doing, they're working with these people and these people. But at the same time, you look at, like, Joe and Claudia, like, people probably just a few years out of school, like, you're looking for up-and-coming content creators as well and trying to mold them into the next big star, it seems like.
1: Totally. That is our. We have the next generation of talent is at Blue Wire now. Uh, whether that's Joe or Claudia, you know, we want to keep this as homegrown talent. But even Portnoy said it recently when Jared yeah Carabas yeah, yeah left for Draft Like that's the best thing that can happen when you're in this situation. Have a bunch of content creators who are talented is. They are using the platform to make other moves because then the next young people sees oh Joe you know I think Claudia has an announcement coming up here I'm not sure when your podcast is releasing but it's a huge move, and I think. You know we we built our model to, to keep adding new people stay hot as a show with college juniors that is blowing up for us. Um, my job is to get the next generation of talent get them excited I think a lot of people want to stay here long term that's the goal. Uh, our regional content specifically I think I'm replacing radio with some of the shows we have on Browns and Warriors and Miami Heat the young generation just isn't turning on 90 whatever point whatever yeah. they're, they're turning on their podcast when they get in the car
0: Oh, I think we're almost at a point Gotta watch my mouth here. The guy who owns this studio is like in the radio hall of fame, but he, he even knows that radio is basically dead at this point. You know, it, I got the, the, I got the thumbs up but the you so. know, I think
1: the reporting with Nielsen and kind of some of the metrics—if there—if real reporting were, were to go on, it would be shocking, kind of how many people left the dial.
0: Yeah, it's it's stern right? Like that, he's the one. And he, he even is just doing video content these days. That's why he's still relevant.
1: It's satellite to, you know, just having worked in radio. That's why I started Blue Iron Man. I keep going back to that. Um, and we, we hope to work with radio stations in the future. There's no bad blood either. Like there's time to repair things, but you know, the current philosophy of three hour shows with hosts in their fifties and sixties, who've been in town for years, like, it's just, it's stale.
0: Oh man. Well you guys are continuing to kill it. Who's like kind of like a dream scenario, whether it be like a dream partnership or like dream podcast that you'd love to collaborate and work with in your studios or just on the brand itself?
1: Oh geez, who can I recruit here? We're gonna cut this clip and and send it to someone. I can do that. I I really I wanna get a head coach, you know. We have a we've worked with a tight end, Greg Olson. We have yeah, we have Duncan Robinson, he's awesome, really fun guy. Uh, you know, we need a Premier League player. We need a head coach of a, of a major American team. So we're looking at kind of filling out that national portfolio. We we now have Max Crosby and Chris Long are our past rushers. I see our separator as athlete content. Meadowlark, one of our competitors, just started with uh Andre Guidal and Evan Turner, volume, Colin Cowhart, a competitor just started a pod with Draymond. I think the competition's moving here these athletes want to be podcasting and just trying to fill out our score sheet to have really good solid content here.
0: Well, for anybody listening that hasn't heard of Blue Wire Podcast and Mr. Kevin Jones, uh, you know, get ready because I feel like a storm's brewing because you guys are just getting started. It's been awesome to see, man. You're a very busy guy, too, because, you know, you love what you do and you're setting up all these meetings. I'll let you go. I'm watching the clock here. I'll let you go with a few minutes to spare. But thank you so much, man, uh, for coming on. Where can we find you guys on social media and and your website?
1: Yeah, bluewirepods.com, man. But, you know, 99% of the listens come. Just search, search Blue Wire and Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. That's where you can get a taste for the content. And Jack, impressive show here, pulling up pictures from 2012, man. Uh, really like the prep going into this and
0: uh, excited
1: to, to share this with
0: people. I mean, they're pretty cool pictures. I'm like, he probably hasn't seen these in a few years. Like, that took me a good five minutes to scroll down your feed. Like going down the rabbit hole on Instagram, trying to find those pictures. Little stalkers, man. I'm not gonna lie here. No, I'm kidding. You got to do your homework as a journalist, as an interviewer. You got to do your homework. That's that's what separates the boys from the men, right? Yeah, you know, if you're ever in Vegas, man, let me know. I'd love to come check out the studio as soon as that place dropped. I'm like, I gotta check that place out, get a grand tour
1: you give us enough prep time you you can record an episode there but let me know
0: that'd be awesome man well this is mr. Kevin Jones it is episode 502 of the O show remember we are presented by these guys right here the boxing mitt the hat Mayweather boxing and fitness uh, we want to give a special shout out to state 48 as well head on over to state 48.com Zach hit the lights man.